Welcome to Living the Reiki Life podcast. Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Christy, and we're coming at you from the Prairie Province of Saskatchewan, Canada. We met in the corporate world over a decade ago and became great friends. We started our Reiki journey together, and now we are Reiki masters. Follow along as we navigate life, living the spiritual world while still working the nine to five. We gather twice a month to chat all about Reiki and our Reiki journeys, energy healing, and other healing modalities. We are going to interview some of our gurus and cover a vast majority of topics that we find interesting, and hopefully you do too. Let's get at it. One, two, Hey guys, welcome back. It's Christy here and Amanda. This is episode 11 and it is October and we have a really good episode for you. It's all about Halloween and we have so many stories and just some magic that we want to share with you. Yes, absolutely. Some creepy stories, some really interesting stuff that we had found and we're going to make sure that we end the episode on a really good light note by doing a meditation so we feel safe and calm while leaving the episode because some stuff is kind of spooky and Christy is sleeping by herself tonight. So <laughs> we want to make sure that she feels good after recording this. <laughs> yes, that was a must because when I started researching for this episode, some weird shit was happening. I'll get more into it, but... I wasn't surprised. Like when I start, you know, intentionally researching about like this ghost, like ghost stuffs and spooky things, it's like it invites something in and shit just starts happening. So it'll be good to clear the air at the end of this and just bring in the back in the white light. And yeah, but it'll be a, it'll be a good episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we wanted to first touch on a few update things that have happened. Okay, so probably the craziest one. So when we did a when we did our um, disconnected episode, Christy left us with a card pull that absolutely was excellent. And then days, two days after, was it? I believe so. Like the message really came to fruition. Unfortunately, so you had given the message about um, someone passing over. And kind of giving comfort to that. And a mutual um, acquaintance acquaintance and co-worker that we worked with actually passed away suddenly. And we kind of thought about it after how, holy shit, like, this is exactly what your card pull was. It was, it was wild. It was. And I'm not one to, like, predict the future at all. But when you text me and you were just like, oh, my goodness, that card pull just resonates so much right now for so many of us that were just really shook by this tra tragedy like it just it just came out of nowhere and you know when when you have like a family and like a workplace you're just a close-knit community and I just felt like you know when one heart hurts we all hurt and I just feel like that card pull was able to give some comfort to people and wondering if they were okay on the other side as they transitioned and just having that comfort that they are okay and their guide was able to guide them home. So that was, uh, 
That was really interesting. Yeah, super interesting and comforting. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, Another update we wanted to give was the abundance spell. So I did the abundance spell with my green candle and I wanted to give some updates of my abundance that's coming in. So I haven't won the lottery yet. I have a feeling around Christmas time. (laughs) <laughs> when there are Christmas lights, <laughs> little message I received. And, um, but some things that I did want to note, <clears throat> I started getting new Reiki clients. So that's abundance coming in that I've never treated before. So thank you to all the new clients. And we went out, we got invited to go to a really fancy supper to celebrate a birthday and someone else grabbed the check. So there was 200 bucks coming in. There's been a whole bunch of like little things like that, like going somewhere and someone just like pays the bill and um, even just random money back. And anyways, awesome, awesome. So I'm going to keep it going, keep holding the vibration of that. So I hope everyone else is experiencing the same thing. Yeah, I love that. Like, it's just the abundance. It's so interesting. I feel like it's um, like an energy that you can tap into. And once like you're tapped in, it's just like you open the faucet and it just starts coming to you. And it comes in different ways too. Like abundance doesn't always mean money. Like it can Mm -hmm. be like abundance of love, abundance of joy. And like, who doesn't want that in their life? So I love that that candle spell is coming to fruition. That is amazing. Yeah. And, oh, I forgot to mention, so Todd and I went to the casino, which we don't, we're not big gamblers, but if we ever go anywhere like that together, we just need to split up immediately because we are just the worst (laughs) people ever if we gamble together. And so I went my own separate way and he went his, and I was like, I was winning. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I hardly ever win when I go to the casino. It feels like it's been a long time. And it had been like, I don't know, we'd been there for 10 minutes. And of course, like Todd rolls around. He's like, okay, we need to leave. Like I lost all my money. I'm like, what? (laughs) It's been 10 minutes. And I'm like, I'm doing well. Go away. Get away from me. But we ended up, yeah, we were golfing after. So we had to leave. But yeah, it was pretty funny. So I was like, oh, abundance. And you won too, Christy, at the casino too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I normally don't go to the casino um, either, you know, I find it's got such a weird energy. Like I was talking to my husband mm. about it. You got the real good, like having a fun time, like we were doing. And then you got yeah. the, the darker side of things of people selling the farm, you know, oh, and it's yeah. just it's like such like, yeah, you see the people mm. there and you're just like, uh, you, you just feel like they're low vibration. But anyways, uh, yeah, I Troy and I both won, and I won $111, which was super oh, cool. That is cool. Yeah. That's a sweet number. It was. And I wanted to go buy this purse that I saw at the mall, this Kate Spade purse. But I was like, nope, nope, let's put that in the bank. I don't need that. Oh, oh good for you. You're so yeah. good with the money. Woo. Must be your Taurus in you. Taurus, yes. My uh, realistic earthy energy well sometimes Mm -hmm. but yeah we'll see (laughs) yeah and we had one more update to share about our dreams we said we were going to rake each other in our dreams and so we both set the intention to give each other reiki in our dreams after our interview with andrea and 
I had a dream that Christy and I were doing a podcast episode. So not really Reiki for her, but you did wake up feeling really good. You said, I remember that. Yes, I did. I I felt well rested. So that's good. Yeah, I would say so. And I don't know. Did you, I thought you did. I thought you did dream that you sent me Reiki. You know, I thought so too. And then I looked back through our texts and it oh, said, yeah. and it was like, no, nothing came through. <laughs> or I didn't remember my dream. Like, it doesn't mean um, that like nothing happened, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we could always try again. Yeah, of course. Set the intention and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kay, tonight. <laughs> yeah, tonight. tonight. Yep. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So get into astrology. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's dive in. What's going on in October? Okay, so we have the new moon coming up on October 14th in Libra. And Christy, tell us a little bit more about Libra. Yeah, so Libra season, you know, I was thinking about I don't have a lot of Libras in my life. So I, it's not, I don't know like a whole lot about this sign because I find when you have like a lot of signs um, with like in your friend circle, your family circle, like I have a lot of scorpions and Sagittarius and I'm able to see them and experience their energy. So I really get to know that sign in and out. But with the Libra season, so it talks about how we're going to be craving balance, harmony and beautiful environments. And Libra believes everyone should be treated fairly, which means you may open your heart and ears more than usual. So it's like those scales, right, that are being balanced. And we might be more sensitive as others. And Libra also tells you to check in with yourself. Are you giving in too much to pleasure? Make sure you're on top of your to-do list, even though it may feel difficult. Appreciate the deeper, precious moments and finish the things you can. Yeah, that really resonates when, you know, when you talk about like Virgo season, which we're just come, would have been coming out of, you start things, you got all this drive, get these routines going, and then you got a big to-do list. And then you're like, oh shit. So Libra season is time to really like check off those to-do lists and start to get that shit done and get those routines that feel right to you in order and just appreciate all those moments, like those little moments of joy and magic and just taking a step back and being present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who are curious, Libra is an air sign. So, you know, the new moon and really time to like communicate and speak up about what you need, especially with that whole self-care. Yeah, absolutely. And then next up we have Taurus is going to be the full moon in on October 28th. Oh, and this is also a partial lunar eclipse. Oh, uh, what do you have for us? Yeah, about Taurus. <laughs> so close to Halloween too. We will feel that full moon energy on Halloween with it being that close, I think. Hey? Oh yeah, 100%. I think, mm-hmm. was it last year where the full moon was on Halloween? I feel oh, like that yeah. did happen and it was intense. It's like, like all those poor nurses and like police <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> tenfold of crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah totally yeah so the Taurus, um the sign of the bull so it knows when it's time to bask in the warm sunshine but also knows when it's time to charge 
It's an ideal time to maintain and perfect the projects and commitments you have been so busy cultivating. And it's a time to stabilize yourself, but it's also very important to revel in the experience of experiences of your own physical body, like being that earth sign, like getting grounded. So enjoy the comfort of your bed a minute longer, eat food that nourishes you and like all the luxuries in life. So treat yourself, but be practical. <laughs> That's where I have problems. <laughs> uh, and resist the urge to spend money on things you don't need. Beware of taking it too easy and getting stuck in a comfort zone. Use your voice, know your mind, and be firm. Hmm. Well, yep. Yeah, we I are like all them. starting to move back in, move back into our beds now that like fall equinox is here and time to hibernate in. Yes. Yeah. Fall um, is, well, as we're recording this, the fall equinox is in a few days, but when this episode releases, we'll be past the fall equinox. And it is one of my favorite times. It's just watching the trees change color and just like the landscape changes. It's so pretty. And I was sitting outside today and like all the leaves are like golden and the sun was shining. And then we had like crazy winds. So a lot of the leaves are on the ground and I was like, ah, no, it's like, I just want to like really enjoy the autumn. And the biggest lesson I always get when I tune into the equinox energy is like, watching the leaves turn and let go and like how beautiful it is to let go of certain parts of yourself or habits or things that no longer serve you is just such a beautiful practice and just to be intentional with that day and just let it all go yes let whatever's not serving you fall onto the ground and get raked up yeah 100 yeah. that is such a good such a good um, thing for people to hear and myself, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. But now yeah, leaves, I was just thinking now I'm going to have an abundance of leaves to mm. rake this year. Like <laughs> having none yes. in the condo and now, cause someone else did it for you. And now I think oh, Troy yeah. usually gets like 30 bags of leaves. And it's like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's wild. Did you ever hear you should leave the leaves on the ground? Yeah, I have you heard not that. Them. Hmm, you might want to invest in that. Yeah, <laughs> this thank year. you, Troy. <laughs> Let's not write this year. Let's leave it. Yeah, see what happens. I think it's good for the ground, but maybe do a little bit more research on that. Yeah, I, I think take it's good. Like, well, I've heard of that before, like with the insects and like everything, like living in the ground. You think right? of like them hibernating and it getting cold, you're taking away their home. Like they're, they're yeah. little shelters. So yeah, I like that. All right. Should we get into some spooky stuff? Yep. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Here's so you were looking up haunted places in Canada, were you not? In uh, actually Saskatchewan. I wanted to hone oh. into our home province. Okay. So we're really getting to the narrow of it. That's good. Yeah. And what what did you find? So it there was a book called Saskatchewan Ghost Stories. I think there's like a few volumes now because this was like a long time ago when I was a little kid. And my friend and I used to read this book all the time. And there are some freaky stories in there. I tried to find a copy of it and I couldn't find it. 
because I, I wanted to read this particular story right from the book. But um, yeah, it's just if if you find it, I you know, I used to see it at Value Village all the time. And then when you go to look for it, it's not there because I feel like everybody had this book when it first came out. But one of the stories that stuck out um, that I really liked and didn't freak me out too much, like it is kind of weird and kind of spooky, but it wasn't like anything like a poltergeist or like that kind of stuff. Like that, that, that shit scares me, honestly, <laughs> but like a weird phenomenon that people can't really explain. Like that's the stories that I don't find is scary. So the one is a St. Louis ghost train. Um, I'm sure people from Saskatchewan have heard of it. And I actually went to visit the site this uh, past summer and I'll, I'll explain more of my experience at the end, but it is just south of uh, Prince Albert. And it's a story of a train that's been around for a very long time. And I, I found online that it was actually on that Unsolved Mysteries show, like back in the day. Oh. Yeah, someone wrote that, but I couldn't find it because I wanted to watch it. So I was mm. on YouTube, but I couldn't couldn't find that proof. So So you don't really... You know, sometimes when you read stuff online, you can't confirm if it's true or not. But what it is, so there's a ghost light that is spotted still today. And it's just as bizarre as it was years ago. And people have like tried to debunk it and say it's um, headlights. But this light was seen even before cars were invented. And a highway doesn't run that way. So that theory was completely debunked. So people think it's a ghost train uh, since the lights are seen over an abandoned railway tracks and the tracks have actually been removed decades ago, but this light is still visible. So what happens is you stand by these train tracks and you see this light coming towards you that looks like a train. And there's like old folklore around it, of course. And one of the stories was like a conductor of a train was working and doing his routine check of the tracks and the train was not able to stop, stop in time. And he was struck and he got decapitated. So locals for years have been saying that the light is a sign that the man is still searching for his head. And I read online that like the railway, I can't remember CN or CP, were able to confirm that this happened. But then I also read that they weren't since it was so old and they didn't have records that far. So not sure what to believe about that. And another story goes that a railway worker would have a lantern at nighttime and he'd signal to the trains that needed to like switch tracks. And like the other story, the train wasn't able to stop and ran over the worker. Some speculate that the light is a man's lantern as he walks up and down the railway bed, warning others of the disaster. So there's a few stories I wanted to share of people like experiencing this light. And there's one man that claimed back in the summer of 97, he had a group of friends that decided to check out the phantom life, phantom like, like so many people do. So they parked their car on the dirt path that once was a railway track. And they decide to leave their car running since legend says that the car won't restart if it's turned off. So he claims after being there for about half an hour, they finally saw the oncoming lights of the train and a smaller lantern light beside it. And they were scared to death, hightailed it out of there, hearing the sound of the train whistle in the distance. 
And there was no way it was just headlights from the car on the highway. Because, like I said, the highway doesn't run that way. And cars were too far away. And the light was directly over the old tracks. And another story goes back to a winter night in 1987, where two friends from uh, Prince Albert drove out to the railway bed to figure out, like, what this ghost light was all about. And so they heard about, like, the myth of the car troubles, and they're like, yeah, right, like, is this going to happen? So the two boys left their car running as they sat in it, waiting to see the the approaching light. And so they didn't have to wait long. Um, the ghost light appeared and began to get brighter and brighter as it got closer to the car. And so they sat there like fixated on like this eerie spectacle until something else diverted their attention. So steam became billowing out of their car from under the hood and thinking that they had left the car running for too long that the radiator maybe boiled over. So they got out of the car and peeked under the hood and it wasn't steam. It was smoke coming from um, a small fire in the alternator. So with no way to extinguish the flames, they got back in the car and drove as fast as they could on the highway back to PA, hoping the flames would burn out. And strangely enough, the flames suddenly disappeared, the car giving them no trouble whatsoever. So they drove back on the highway and they even took their car to the mechanic the next day and the mechanic said there was nothing wrong. So it was just in normal condition, like there's nothing wrong with the car. So I thought that was pretty spooky. And so like lots of like locals, like hundreds of people have witnessed the light. Like it's still there today. And people talk about like windshield wipers suddenly turning on or their headlights begin blinking. Others say their engine will shut off out of nowhere or won't start back up again, forcing them to call like a tow truck. And I also read about a guy that um, he was out there on foot and his uh, watch actually stopped working. He's like, oh, it must be the battery. And the next day he went and replaced the battery and his his watch was actually like toast, like it killed killed his watch. So there's like some kind of like weird energetic thing going on there that it's messing with um, like the motors and electronics. So I thought that was really interesting. And some people say like the light resembles more of like a swinging lantern and others say it's like a bright white light, like headlights of a train. And then it turns into a red light. So it's such a mystery. And I read online that it even talked about like the army was trying to like investigate and debunk it. What? And yeah, I, I know it, it is weird, right? And it's so funny when these weird things happen and then science comes in and science wants to figure it all out. And, you know, I love science, but sometimes, you know, it's just like leave shit alone. Let it be a mystery and just let people enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And well, when you were telling that first story, Christy, like my whole back actually reacted to it. Did it? Like, okay. to, the, to the first story. And I was like, hmm, like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something like, there for sure. can't explain that. <laughs> yeah. No, and no, I it definitely that. cannot. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I trust my feelings <clears throat> way before I trust science. Yeah. Well, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I actually, yeah, so when I went to the site, I went in the daylight because I was driving uh, from PA. 
um, back home and I decide to take a different way. Sometimes I just like to, you know, journey around and see what's going on. And so since the the railway tracks are removed and it's now a private property and there's like a fence, so it's not marked, like they can't mark it out. The people owning the property don't want people there. So it was hard to find. I had to like Google directions and then I got my compass out because it was like, head south here for 10 kilometers, blah, blah, blah. Like, I I don't know the exact, I can't remember the exact directions. But so I I remember looking at my compass and being like, okay, I got to go this way. I was looking like at my kilometers. And then I pulled up and I was like, okay, this is it. I was like, this is sweet. And then I looked down at my compass and my compass was saying I was going the absolute opposite way that I was driving. So I was like, what the F is going on? And then all of a sudden I got that that feeling like that takes over. Like even I'm getting shivers right now just talking about it. And it was just like felt like someone was maybe watching me. Like there was a change of energy. And I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. So I I left. But, you know, I kind of want to go check it out at night sometime, like with a group of people. I think it would be kind of fun to do. Yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, it's probably just a guy in the bush, hey, with a flashlight, just with a flashlight, just blinking it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, the guy who owns the land, he's like, "Stop being on my property! Get get out of here!" Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and something else I wanted to mention. So I was researching um, about this train last night, actually, because I wanted uh, more information about it to share with all of you guys and I was telling Troy about it because of course he's heard about it and he's like I think I hear a train coming because we live close to the train tracks and I was like I don't hear a train and there was no train coming so that was kind of weird we can hear I can hear the train when we're recording the podcast (laughs) so it's like yeah so I mean he's hearing a train and you're not like that is that is legit odd (laughs) yeah I know it was super spooky. And yeah, the train actually like rattles our house. Like it's not that close, but our whole house shakes when it comes by. And shortly after that, our power went out like for a split second, you know, when everything shuts down and then it turned back on. And I was like, what is going on? It it really put me on edge. And then right after that, Troy was talk or we were watching the blue jays which are kind of tanking by the way they gotta get their wild card spot oh. but i don't think that's gonna happen i know i was looking at that yeah. game tonight too oh disappointing but yeah so we were just watching the blue jays and he's like oh yeah he's like i was in the backyard today he's like i and he's like oh i just i, I saw a spirit back there he's like i saw that woman again he's like i didn't get a good feeling and he's like oh he's like blue jays what's going on he was like yelling at the tv and then i was like Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, okay, back it up. I was like, tell me more about like this lady that you saw. And he's like, oh yeah, I've seen her before. He's like, I don't, I don't really know what she wants. And like, just kind of thought nothing of it. And it just like that with like the lights going out and like everything, I was just like, I got in my head and then I got, I was put on edge and I was like, who is this lady? What does she want? Why is she on my property? And I was just like, it was spiraling and I had to like regroup and ground myself because I was like, no, I, I don't want to go there. And um, I feel like I need to clear my property again. So we'll see how that goes. I'll give you guys an update. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like everything, right? You kind of need to do that maintenance you totally it. do. It's not like yeah. you can just clear one and done. 
It's like yeah. you need to keep up with it because boundaries and protection kind of fall away over time. I agree. I agree. That's a good idea, especially with how like sensitive the land is on your property, especially. Christy and I were doing Reiki on each other recently and I tuned in to your property. Yeah. And yeah. There is some magical stuff going on out there. So yeah, definitely a house clearing is in order for you or the land. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably do the house again too. When yeah. I mean, definitely <laughs> would hurt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, that's, that's uh, that's my favorite, favorite ghost story I wanted to share with everyone. What, uh, what story do you have to share? Okay. So you were talking about like the most haunted places in Saskatchewan and you actually weirdly came across the high school that my mom went to, which is in the small town of Gravelberg. It's this little small French Canadian town. And the school is like, it's pretty wild. Like even if you look up the church in this town, it is absolutely a massive cathedral. Like this church belongs in Venice somewhere, but it is in the small town of Gravelberg. Like it is absolutely pristine. Anyways, so like back in the day, Every family, you know, people had these big families, especially when you're on the farm. And it was expected that every family would have a nun and a priest in it, right? Because this is a Catholic town. And so it's not really surprising that maybe these nuns are a little bitter about being nuns. You know, maybe this wasn't their calling, but they kind of got forced into being a nun. So at the school that my mom went to, it was ran and it was taught by nuns. So to say her childhood at that school was the easiest thing would be a huge understatement saying that her childhood was tough going to school. So here's just a couple stories that my mom told me. She actually never experienced anything with the haunting um, going there. But I honestly think that this is all from like when my mom was there and these nuns that taught her are still kind of lingering around would be my guess just because of how violent and like angry they were. So for one thing, she said, the school was always super clean, right? Cleanliness is godliness probably. Um, but she said like in grade one, one of the nuns there made her cousin so scared that she actually like peed in her chair. She was Aww. so scared because this nun was just angry all the time and would just yell would yell all the time and actually would lock my mom in the broom closet if she got her like B's and her D's mixed up. So that was just like a common thing. <laughs> I know it's absolutely like crazy. Another funny, well, I, I say funny, but like, this is awful. And like this stuff would never fly now. Another thing was um, there was a boy who was playing out in the yard and they told them don't play in the water and this kid was young kid played in the water and he got his whole outfit wet. So the nuns dressed him up in a dress and took him to every single classroom. So all the kids could laugh at him because he was wearing a dress. Like talk about how dramatic this poor kid must be. Oh my God. Bit. Yes. I know. Yes. Yes. She also saw a nun pull up a little girl off the ground by her ears um chalk being thrown right at your face like there was one nun that you could hear her screaming through the walls of the other classroom and 
just absolutely horrifying. All she did was yell all day long. So like the school was definitely like relentless and just terrorizing, to be honest. She did have some good teachers there, you know, not saying that they're all bad, but I'm not surprised that this school is haunted. And I've been there myself, but I was pretty young and I don't think we really went inside. We just kind of peered through the windows and played in the playground. But yeah, it's a freaky school. Oh, and yeah. the stories are, and the poor kids who had to like take away from that school is just absolutely awful. Yeah, that yeah. sure makes you think, like, thinking back to the way school is now, you know, if, like, ah, your yeah. kid forgets his shoes at home or something, the like, teacher gives him a note, like, it's just one extreme to another, like, with how school is and everything's a teacher's fault and all of, yeah. well, that's that's a whole other uh, can of worms, but I, yeah, I just... It's, it's so crazy. Like, the pendulum really swung, like really far right didn't it like yeah <laughs> oh yeah the next <laughs> big time yeah oh man and you yeah. know what even um when i was reading about it and i saw pictures of the school it gave me the heebie-jeebies like oh, yeah you just think of yeah. like all the the heavy energy in there like, yeah absolutely. that would be wild like just with the trauma and the fear and ugh, yep that place needs a cleanse yeah definitely it does <laughs> yeah Okay, so the other thing we really wanted to talk about was the Ouija board and how everybody has a Ouija board horror stories. And I thought it would be super interesting to talk about the background of a Ouija and how it came to be. So this is what I found out. So a Ouija board was marketed as like the talking board game. So for those of you who aren't familiar, the board uh, used to be a wooden board with a comes with a planchette, so a little, what would that, a symbol, a thing to, that you put your hands on to help move it around the board. Look up planchette. <laughs> Some people would use a shot, ga- shot glass if they were doing like a homemade thing or like a teacup, just something to help uh, move the board. So yes, back in the day, it would be made with wood, but now it's usually cardboard. Um, on it, it has the full alphabet and numbers. It also has yes and no and goodbye on it. So so people use this board as a way to communicate with the dead. And back in the day, so this was like back in 1886 when this board was actually made, this was more of just a spiritualism thing that um, was really adopted from Europe. So this was not what it is today. So this was a very innocent game that you could use to communicate with spirit and this game was so well known it actually sold out more than monopoly did in the 1900s what so even policing agencies would use this board to help catch like criminals and like murderers they couldn't find like this was a socially acceptable thing to do so uh, the aftermath of the civil war like so many husbands were dying fathers and sons um, people were really moving to the board to help communicate with their lost loved ones. And like back in the day, people would die when they were 50 years old. People had 12 kids, six would die. It was a very, people were very comfortable with death. Like their parlor room was also the funeral room. So people using this board to communicate is actually, it was, it was very like let's do Saturday seance and communicate kind of a thing nothing (laughs) weird um so a Ouija 
which people think means the French yes, we, and the German ja, which is not actually correct according to things that I found. But um, some say the board has named itself by using that planchette, right? Went to the letters and named itself. I also heard that a medium had named the board. She channeled it and was like, this is what the board should be called. Um, but either way, the word Ouija actually means good luck in ancient Egyptian, which is kind of ironic now, considering it's all spooky and heebie-jeebie. Yeah, yeah. So yes. <laughs> so what happened? What happened to this innocent talking board game? The Exorcist happened. So in 1973, the Exorcist movie came out. Do you remember that movie? Oh, God. I, I never watch it, and I never will. Okay. Nope. Yeah. Never. Okay. So I remember watching this as a kid. And What? As yeah, a kid? Was, oh, God. Well, it came out in 73. So, I mean, like, yeah, when we were a kid. Oh, me, my friends and I used Ugh. to watch horror movies and play a Ouija board. Like constantly, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but like we we were these kids. Like we loved horror movies. I've seen them all. We played Ouija all the time, all the time. So, anyways, so in the Exorcist movie, Christy, because you haven't seen it, and probably because some others haven't either. Is this so going to scare me? <laughs> well, no, because it's a movie. Oh, right. Okay. Movies aren't real. Wasn't it based on like a true story? Oh, yeah, they do say that. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I don't know. So this little girl, Regan, is playing with this board by herself and yada, yada, yada. The spirit comes in, this demon, and possesses her and she pukes the green soup all over the priest and there's an exorcism and yada, yada, right? That's how the is story goes. Is she okay goes. in the end? yes yes oh she is okay yeah. it has a happy ending okay. <laughs> yes i believe she actually i mean there was quite quite the struggle <laughs> with her on the bed and all the things but she does come out on top yeah okay yeah. good i feel better yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> so anyways that movie actually coined the board to take a weird turn and now people all over, I'm sure everyone listening has an Ouija board story about how things unexplainably happened and this went off and then the lights went out and communicating and things like that. So yeah, I think personally, it's all about the intention. I was reading about like, well, I was reading about the Ouija board, but then also I was kind of like thinking about it just like, what vibration are you bringing in when you use the Ouija board, right? right. It's like, I was watching one YouTube, this woman, she's like, I clear my space first. This is another modality, no different than if I was doing automatic writing or pulling tarot cards. Mm -hmm. I clear my space. I put my intention in. I have my special like room that I use. And she just gets into a very good white light and love energy. And then she uses it in that sense. So it's like, really different and especially when she compared it to tarot cards my first thought was how dare you like yeah, what <laughs> but really it's not yeah right it's kind of this could be the same thing so I don't know I personally don't think I would ever use one now even though we did a lot and my dad's family loves the Ouija board like this is a Christmas thing. It'd be like, oh, let's bring up the Ouija board because they're all very spiritual. Like I get this from my dad's side. So it's not 
it, it makes sense that they would be interested in that, right? Because they are, they're very tuned in. So yeah, that was uh, interesting stuff with the Ouija board. That Did you ever is, play? Oh yeah. 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 Totally did. And, you know, the one story that like popped out was when I shared, I I think it was episode one, like my first spiritual experience, like with my auntie touching my face. And I remember playing Ouija board that summer, like with my friends and my teens. And I connected with her. She spelt out her name on the Ouija board. And I was like, holy cow. I was like, she's here. And then I asked her, my friends are like, well, ask her something. And I asked her, are you happy? And it slid way over like really fast to no. And uh-huh. it really bothered me. And I was just like, cause you, you feel helpless. Like what, what, else, what are you supposed to do? Like, you know, and it just, it just like, yeah, that broke my heart in that moment. Just thinking, you know, she's like, what, what's going on? Like, why? Of course, like she passed away young. So of course you're not going to be too thrilled about it. But that one was just a really, it hit home. But like there, of course we have like lots of other stories of connecting like with random spirits, like George and like just spelling weird shit out. And then we'd laugh and then we'd get freaked out and then the music would turn up and it, yeah, it was like a whole thing. Oh, and, I remember being like, you have to ask to leave. You can't just leave the game and like all <laughs> weird things like that. It's like Jumanji. It's not yeah. Jumanji. Parker Brothers made this, but it has a weird connection to spirit because people are putting their intention into it. So it's almost like you're inviting something in. And then if you're wanting something spooky to happen, is that what you're inviting in? You know, it's like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I, I believe it is intention based for sure. And I do you remember like the first time like just putting your fingertips on it and it mm-hmm. moving? And you mean like yeah. you're moving it. And they're like, I'm not moving it. I'm like, holy shit, neither am I. And you're just like, yeah. oh, I'm just getting chills just thinking about it. It's oh, I know. yeah, it's freaking wild. And even I was talking to like my dad and when he was young, he remembers playing with it. And my grandma would warn them. She's like, this isn't snakes and ladders, kids. Like, you're going to be, like, inviting something dark into the home. And I believe they had to go bury it, like, out in a field to get rid of Mm. it. Crazy. I used to be really into, like, most haunted places in Canada show that they had on when I was younger. It was, like, one of my favorite shows to watch. God, this sounds so funny saying this out loud. Anyways... Um, there was so many stories on there about Ouija boards and just opening up portals and inviting things in and just being mm-hmm. reckless. Even homemade boards, people making their own and using a planchette and all that. Oh, here's the other thing too. If you're ever doing the Ouija board, not that I'm really promoting this because I'm <laughs> yeah. really not, but <laughs> do not use a plastic planchette. Like <clears throat> Plastic and spirituality do not go together at all. Mm -hmm. So you really need to invest in something that is wood. Go on Etsy, get a wooden one, support a local person. If you really want to connect in in a good way and you're going to be safe about it and you're going to Palo Santo the room and smudge, smudge your board as well before and after you use it always. That's the other thing I wanted to say. That is very important. Energy can stick to objects. You can even Reiki energy. 
I mean, sorry, reiki object. So you want to make sure that you are smudging the board and using a wooden planchette because wood is grounding. We work very well with wood. You would definitely want to use that as well. Plastic's going to get you nowhere. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, I also heard that you're like, subconscious mind and body are kind of moving the planchette as well. Like well, scientists yeah. have even been involved in this. Of so course, far. science has. Yeah, science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was just thinking like, even with when I use my pendulum, it's like the mm. subconscious mind moving my like muscles and yeah. So yes. that makes sense. Yeah. Which is another modality, right? Mm-hmm. Could be all grouped in. Yeah, I think if they did a movie about pendulums, <laughs> like like The Exorcist, you know, it'd probably give the same bad spin on it. But the board, I don't know, it just doesn't really sit well with me personally. So, and, you know, you hear about people playing. I had a friend, remember him telling me they were like channeling spirit. And then all of a sudden, all the like tools, because I think they were in the garage, started like moving on the wall. Oh, and it God. was just like, oh, yeah, we're done here. You know, like just like eerie things. Yeah, I don't like that. Or knocking noises or the lights flickering. Yeah, all that stuff I believe is truly happening. And people are just calling it in and then they don't know how to get rid of it after. Like they think they can just walk away and that all just disappears. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like you opened the door. Now you need to close it. And yeah. Yeah, knowing what I know now, I, I don't think I would would play with one either. And it's that's so interesting about how that movie changed the yeah. the intention of it. And what I learned like in the Kaushik Records when I took the course with Kayla is like she talks about how like collective consciousness, when we all think of something and we all think of it to be true it can actually create that type of energy and maybe that's what happened during that that time oh for sure and if you are playing this with a group of people if you do have even one person in your group that is totally sketch and scared like do not they're not welcome in like if you're using this as like a good wholesome thing like that person shouldn't be in there they're just going to bring a weird vibe to it yeah. And you know, that that brings up the one time we were playing and there was one guy there. He had he wore a cross around his neck and he was like really, really had like a strong faith in the church. And every time that he'd walk in the room, the Ouija board would stop. Yeah. 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 It was weird. And he just thought it was so stupid. Like, what what are you doing? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And he, he was probably scared a bit. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I remember always playing, and of course the board would only move if Jessica was playing with the board, right? Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Jessica. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now stop moving it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's so wild. And you know, even my mom was asking my aunt about it, and she talked about having massive headaches after playing as a kid. So I thought that was interesting too, like a physical ailment. Yeah. Totally. I believe it. Yeah, me too. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. And I, I learned so much. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I had no yeah, idea. Me too. Well, like, history that was so, of it. So yeah. neat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was only the spark notes. I mean, there's not a ton to be honest about the background, but. No, that was really good. I enjoyed that. 
Yeah, let's get into our own other personal experiences with the spooky. Okay, so I was trying to think of, because I have like so many, you know, like good stories of spirit, like nothing really like super freaky. Yeah, and, same here. Good yeah. Ones. Yeah. Which is a good thing because I yeah. probably wouldn't keep on this path. Like even when when I was talking to Troy last night and he was talking about that spear in the backyard and I was like, Troy, you freaked me out. And he's like, you talk to dead people all the time. He's like, why does this one scare you? And I was like, I don't know. This one's just freaking me out. But yeah, anyways. Um, so the story that came to mind was uh, when I went to Mexico for a friend's wedding. Um, it was probably about like eight years ago. And, you know, I was trying to like, think of the timeline and like what I was doing at that time. Like, did I start my spiritual journey? Like what was going on? And I remember being on the plane on the way to Mexico and I was reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which I'm actually going to pick that book up again because I've been practicing being present and it's just such a gift. It's the best gift you can give yourself or anyone else is to be present. It's, but it's hard. Honestly, it is hard, but yeah, anyways, so when I was reading that book, I felt like this huge shift inside of me and I became like extra sensory to like things going on around me. And like, I had a shit ton of anxiety and I had no idea what it was. And I've never felt the same ever since like that year. And yeah, being on the plane is just like such a prominent memory that I actually forgot about. So that was interesting that came up. But anyways, okay, I'll get back to the story. I'm getting sidetracked here. (laughs) So when you're in your like 20s and you're going to Mexico, you're going there to do one thing and that's to party and like have a good time. You're there with your pals, your friends get married, like, and there's like a huge... Yeah, yeah, drink all you want. (laughs) And it was a huge group. I think it was like 70 people. And we would go to sleep at night, like on the resort, and I couldn't sleep. Like I'd be like in this weird half sleep, like where you, you're you aware of what's going on, but then you're not, and like you're not rested. And like we would drink like all day, and you're out mm-hmm. in the sun, and you're walking. And I was like, why, why can't I sleep? I was like, I should be exhausted. And I just felt so off. And I just felt so awful. It, it was, it was not like that part was not fun. And then I guess you just numb it out during the day when you're drinking. So, <laughs> um, so one of the girls, uh, on the trip, um, she was telling us the next day, she's like, man, I didn't sleep either. And I was like, me neither. And she's like, yeah. She's like, I woke up and I saw two kids standing beside my bed. And I was like, what the F? Like, Kid, I don't know. There's something about kid spirits yeah. that are like 10 times worse. Yeah. 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 I don't know what it is. It just they freak me out. And it just like kept getting weirder and weirder. And I was talking to my husband about this. I was like, hey, Christine saw two ghosts. I was like, what's going on? And he kind of like looked at me and he's like, well, he's like, I have something to tell you. And I was like, okay. And he's like, well, he's like, there's been an older couple, like um, like Mexican descent um, couple sitting on our couch in our room. I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. And he's like, and there's more. And I was like, okay. And he's like, there's like a whole group of them standing outside our patio door staring at us. Yeah. And I was like, 
what? I was like, well, what do they look like? And he said that they had like these old big straw hats on and they had like tools with them. Like they were working in the field. So like long time ago. And it freaked me out. And I definitely did not sleep the rest of the trip. So I remember getting home and I was just trashed. Like, I think I slept for quite a while after that. And it's funny, I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm going to Google, like, is this resort haunted? Like, is there something going on with it? And I I remember looking it up and I read so many ghost stories from this resort. I went back and tried to find them and they're all gone. They're not on TripAdvisor or whatever anymore. I bet that'd be bad for business. Oh, big time. But there's more shit that's happened at this resort that people probably don't want to go to it. Um, someone even posted a picture that they took at night and it looked like it was like, kind of like smoke, like a, like a spirit. And it looked like a Mayan warrior. It was really interesting. And after we got home, it was like a couple weeks later, there was actually a big explosion there, like a weird explosion. They couldn't explain. And it actually killed, I think, uh, yeah, seven people, five Canadians and two Mexicans. <gasps> which is super, super awful. And um, I actually did find one ghost story, like recent ghost story, and someone reported like people touching their feet and their face while they slept. And I was talking about this with Troy, and I was like, what do you think's going on? And we both said the same thing. I believe like this land is a sacred land. And when land isn't treated as sacred, that energy wants to go back to sacred. So it's going to do different things to shift that energy back. So it could be like, yeah, fires or floods or like some kind, something happening to shift the energy back to the way it should be. Because if you think about it, like this resort like, yeah, people are having fun and people are like, you know, getting drunk and partying like that. There's nothing sacred about that. So whatever spirits or whatever's going on there, they're not going to be happy. So I'm not surprised that this, this has been going on. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I remember you telling me about that. That is unsettling and weird that there would have been a fire and stuff after like, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not going back there. Like it beautiful resort. Like food was amazing. It, oh, it was so beautiful. But yeah, no, no, I'm staying away from that place, that's for sure. Yeah, it sure makes me feel sad though about like thinking about those spirits like kind of upset about their land being taken I know. over like that. And just watching like the the people party and not respect anything. Like, does anyone even respect like the natural land there and yeah, yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's something to think about for sure. Yeah, and they're such a like Catholic country, right? Mm-hmm. Like Mexico, like so. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprising if there was a bunch of spirits there. Yeah, like just littered, littered with spirits. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so this is not my experience, but this is Todd's experience. He actually had like some paranormal activity going on at a place that he rented. This is actually like wild. Like I can't even believe this happened to be honest. So he lived in a basement suite with an old girlfriend and 
Uh, one night he heard a ping pong ball bouncing on the table tennis, like table. And he went into the room and he just saw like the ping pong ball just like bouncing and like off on the ground. And he was like, huh? Like, mm. okay, right? That's yeah, that's kind of eerie, but whatever. The next experience, things get turned up a notch. So he comes home and all the cabinets in the kitchen are open. And it's like, that's freaky. This is like the paranormal movie shit happening now. Mm. And I'm like, that would have been the last straw for me personally, having all the cabinets just be open like that. Uh, And then the final straw was that they were laying in bed and they heard this noise coming from the kitchen and no one else was home. And then it stopped for a bit. And they're like, okay. And then it started slamming on their bedroom door. So spirit is like (laughs) angry. Like this guy, the spirit's being an asshole now, right? Like obviously agitated. And, you know, it was both one of those things like get up and look at it. And it's like, I'm not getting out of the bed. You go. (laughs) And, And then the door slamming thing happened. And I'm like, okay. And then he says that they went to sleep. They actually what? went to sleep. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no way. Like, I don't even know me now. Like, if the spirit was that angry, if I would have been in a good space to try to, like, you know, it's night. Like, it's a different vibe to try to, like, figure out what's going on. But yeah, no, they went to sleep. But then they did end up calling a priest into the house to clear the house. And nothing ever happened after that. Really? So, Yes. And it was just a rental, so obviously didn't stay there. And but yeah, isn't that crazy? Like that's pretty wild. That's probably one of the craziest stories I've heard. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that cupboard open and then the banging, like holy shit. Yeah. Nope. I would have had the lights on, and I don't know if I would have went to bed. I I probably would have got my car and drove away. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. What would I been able to even like pass through the house to even leave? I don't know. Oh, geez. That that is yeah. intense. Like when spirit can mess with things like that, like that is just wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, I feel like that would take so much energy to actually like, push and move stuff, right? I always think of that movie Ghost when they, like, he has to use all of his energy to move an object. I feel like it'd be the same thing. But- I feel that way too. It, it takes a lot for them to to do anything. Like even yeah. like on the positive side, like a loved one to send you a dime or a butterfly, I believe that takes a lot of energy from them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And then you're just like, oh, a dime. And then they're like, what? I gave you that <laughs> dime. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on that dime for two days. For months. Yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> That's Appreciate funny. your signs when you see them. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, so I don't have like a lot of um, these spooky stories, but I wanted to share um, this one lady's stories that I met at a market where I was selling my jewelry. She's just a cool older lady that you just want to sit down and have tea with or coffee or, yeah. Um, I bought a necklace from her sister. It was like a Amazon night um, gemstone necklace. And when she was giving it to me, she like put it between her hands and I could see she was like putting some energy into it. And I was like, Oh, Hey, I was like, what's going on over there? You know, Reiki, like, and then like the doors blasted open and we talked for hours 
And so many of her stories were so fascinating because she actually sees like earthbound spirits um, like all the time, like where she has a hard time, like, is, are you real or are you a spirit? Like they're everywhere. And she was telling me about um, when she was in the hospital and I was like, oh yeah, man, hospitals littered with ghosts. Like I hate hospitals. And she's like, you know what? It wasn't the people that died in the hospital that were bugging me. She's like, it was the nurses. She said that there was so many nurses that like are in spirit and they think they're still on the clock and they kept waking oh. her up. And she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, go away. Like, why are you here? Like, she was getting huh. annoyed because she said like they had like the little hat on and like the skirt. So they were like old time, like, mm-hmm. like nurses, maybe like wartime. I, I don't even know. I'm not sure what, uh, what hospital she was at. So I thought that was really interesting. And she also told me a story about um, her daughter was living with her and her daughter had a baby and the baby was crying all the time, like all night cried all the time. And her daughter was just like, I'm done. Like, I don't know what to do. So this lady got up. I'm going to call her Val for short. So I give her a name. And so Val got up in the middle of the night and she looked down the hallway and she seen this woman in a Victorian dress running down the hallway. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like toward going towards the baby's room. And she's like, okay, like, wait a second. Like, who are you? Like, she's not scared at all to talk to any of these spirits. And she's like, like, what's going on? And this lady was like, that's my baby. Uh, I need to take my baby back home. And she's like, no, like, that's not your baby. And she said she had to like sit this woman down and like have like a full on conversation to be like, Okay, no, you're in spirit. Your baby's in spirit. This is my grandson. And like just this whole conversation. And I thought that was like so wild just to like experience all of it. And yeah, yeah I just and you know, I that was last year I saw her. And actually, I I think I have her phone number because I wanted to like phone her up and book a session with her. And she's She's kind of mysterious. She's like, well, I don't have like a website. I don't have an email. She's like, mm. just, you know, like just kind of does it for fun. And you can tell when someone's like really tapped in. And she kept looking over my shoulder when I was talking to her. And after I left, she told my dad, she's like, who's the man like with suspenders bes- behind your daughter? And I was like, well, why didn't you ask me? <laughs> we could have like we could have a whole conversation about it. And yeah, then we talked about like tarot cards and oracle cards. And yeah, she was just, you know, once in a while you just meet one of those like amazing weirdos and you just have like the best conversation. Oh, yes. Love that. Yeah. That's so crazy. You know, she's probably so conditioned if she's grown up like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine wow. seeing that many spirits because I, I looked at her and I was like, well, do you see any spirits here? And she's looked at me. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, what? Like, I don't see anything. And she just like just sees them walking amongst everyone else. And and she's wow. just like such a strong person. Like her daughter, she just recently lost her daughter. And she's uh-huh. just like had so much comfort knowing that she could connect to her daughter herself. And she knew her daughter was at peace because her daughter told her. So yeah, that was, that was really beautiful. That moment when she shared like all of that with me, you know, it's funny when you sit down with some, someone and then you hear their whole life story 
And yeah. it's just like a heart to heart conversation. And I was selling jewelry, but I was just like, like didn't really want to deal with anyone. I was like, I just want to sit with Val and just talk yeah. to her all day. Oh, yeah. Sounds like it would have been so good. Mm-hmm. See, I would rather talk to somebody like that and communicate with spirit because she can do it just effortlessly than play in a Ouija board. Yeah. Like, 100%. You know, if I was ever really like, if I was really wanting to connect really bad, like I would just do that. Just contact yeah. Val. Exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, there's lots of Val's. Oh yeah. Like, too. Like, yeah, she is so interesting. That is so interesting. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to share one of my eerier experiences when I was doing Reiki. So I was doing Reiki. I was doing a Reiki session on my dad, of course. <laughs> and, you know, my dad is like, he's really sensitive to spirits and they just know he is wide open. So like when he travels, Christy, it's the same thing as you. Like he was in Hawaii and he could hear people screaming from there's that big site in Hawaii of that underwater grave. And, you know, like he could hear their screaming when he went back to sleep in their hotel that night. Like he's just, he's super sensitive. And, you know, at times like that, like he does not enjoy that at all. And he asks like, why am I hearing this? I don't want to hear this kind of a thing. Right. Like you almost need to have an off button sometimes. But so this time uh, my dad was in Ireland and he is, He's like, you know, can you, he got home and he's like, can you do Reiki on me? I feel like there's something attached or something going on. And so, yes, of course, always Reiki my dad. It's such good practice for me too, especially with the stuff that I find when I Reiki him. Um, So this was the fastest I had ever tuned in to spirit. Like usually, you know, I'll start at the crown and, you know, do a few things first, but this like right away, everything just started like flooding into me. I started seeing this man. I could see his curly, loose hair. I could see that he was middle-aged. He had a sturdy build. And I even thought maybe his name was Scotty. I'm really bad with names, so I don't even hold merit to that. But I picked up right away that he was actually stabbed in the thigh. So I got infected and it went all the way up the side of his body and into his shoulder. And then I tried to get more answers on like, well, what happened? And I got that he was hanged and that he that his head fell to the left side and he was also blindfolded so my hands went to my neck and then around my jaw and like squeezed and then my hands covered my eyes to show that my my eyes were like covered and then after that my right after that my hand went to my lips and and something, and then we started, and then I, my body started tiptoeing around in the dark, not to be spotted. So I'm like, at this moment, I'm starting to tiptoe around my Reiki bed. And I'm just knowing that I'm in the dark and I don't want to be like seen. I got the impression that I was someplace that I shouldn't be. And so this freaked me out because now all of a sudden my whole body is almost being kind of taken over by this spirit just showing me what happened. And it didn't feel bad, but it did freak me out because this was kind of the first experience I've really had with spirit really being that involved with me. And I had to open my eyes. I had to stop the session, come fully back and into my body and just be like, no, like I'm still in control. (laughs) Like kind Mm -hmm. of a reminder to myself, like reground. 
And uh, yeah, after the shush, it really just kind of really kind of freaked me out, to be honest. It just felt like I was being like transported to a different time. Like it was just, yeah, it was so bizarre. Um, I ended up giving this man a traditional Catholic send off with coins on his eyes. That was one of the reasons why he couldn't cross over. So he got into that knife fight in the back of the alley where he got stabbed and then he got taken to jail where he ended up getting hanged. And yeah, so I ended up doing the putting coins over his his eyes to pay the underkeeper to, to accept him and to help him move on. And then I ended up raking his neck and the infection on his body. And I ended up raking his heart as well. And as I was raking his heart, my heart started like furiously racing that I actually had to stop again, open my eyes and come back into my body, ground again, and then continue on with like Archangel Michael to help Reiki him. And I had to ask for extra protection and to remind myself that I'm in charge and that I he can't hurt me. Like he's dead and I'm I'm alive. And after that, he he crossed over willingly. And uh, and that that was the session. And then, of course, like he was gone after he crossed over. It was completely gone. And it felt really good in the room. And of course, I ended up like, you know, giving dad a one over with the Reiki and just setting it off. And yeah, you know, it's so funny. You can always tell what I've done in a session. Like I'll text really? him because we always do distant. Yeah. He can be like, oh, yes, I knew you were done. I Aww. could just feel it, especially if there's a spirit attached and sometimes when they're attached they can start annoying him a bit like they can give him sharp knee pain or they can you know like hello look at me so like when they cross it's like a weight's been lifted off of his energetic body because they're not clinging on it's yeah that was definitely the most intense <clears throat> spirit session i've had with him for sure and that actually like yeah spooked me a bit yeah but it was still good <laughs> So good. And you know what? When you told me that story at first, when you like did the shush thing and you were creeping around the bed, I was mm. like, oh, okay, I don't like this story. I was like, <laughs> it was freaking me out. But of I course, know. it like, yeah, just reminding yourself you're in the power in that moment. That is yes. so wild. And so he picked that up in Ireland and brought it all yeah. the way home. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I know he was like in the tunnels there in a tour and he could smell like the urine in those tunnels of like being in there and during that time. And he talked to the tour guides after and he's like, does any other people ever like say they smell things or, and she's like, Oh yes, all the time. And she went off about like all the things and he's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, not just me kind of a thing, but yeah. Wow. You even tapped yeah. into that. That is so interesting. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I could tell him to put up so much protection and it doesn't seem to matter. Like he wears a hat everywhere he goes to protect his crown. Like it yes. doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> they find him. They find yeah. him. Yep. They see his bright light and it's just like mm. the moth to the flame and mm -hmm. he just goes right in. You know, when you did the shush thing, that reminded me of um, a Reiki session you and I did together. And remember when I like took over that old lady like smoking i was like oh, all of a sudden hunched yeah. over and i was like and i my yeah. fingers were going like i was smoking 
It was the and weirdest you're probably thing. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, that- <laughs> I miss smoking. <laughs> yeah. Hello, nicotine. Yeah. <laughs> Old friend. Yeah. Hello. Yes, I, I, I do. I don't really know. I can't remember any of the details about it, but it, it's interesting. Like when in that moment that that spirit comes in and you start acting like them. And sometimes it yeah. it gets your message quicker because like you were able to tune into what was going on with this man. Yeah. By I, him I need showing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need to show me how they died. And it's not like, you know, like my hands will, sometimes it's aggressive. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes <laughs> they'll really squeeze my throat. I'm like, that's enough. But yeah, like, I got still, it. <laughs> I'm still, yeah, I'm still always in control. So it's just yes. like, I will ease up my own hand. Like, Kate, okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I was also thinking about a different Reiki session where you and I did with um, a friend when we were actually practicing. Do you remember that woman in the well that turned and then she looked up at us? I remember her face. Did it actually was freaky? Oh, and we had to like send her up to the light yeah. and she wouldn't go. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Her face. She gave me nightmares. She like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to relive that. But yes, I remember it's just like looking in the well and then she like looked up at us and oh. just like, you're like, Ooh. yeah. No, that was not. Was that like a past life? I think a witchy yeah. past life. Yeah. But yeah, that was really weird. Yeah. Little things like that I remembered. It just kind of catch you off guard at that moment. Then you regroup. It's like, okay, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So being like Halloween seasoned and I've just like thought about the past couple years of Halloween time and it is an interesting time. Like I find around the full moon, like, you know, any full moon throughout the year, that the veil between the spirit world and our world does become thinner and I can experience like more spiritual things going on. But Halloween, it just cranks it up like a hundred percent. I was even talking to my, my friend uh, in Australia and I was talking about this one earthbound spirit that was bugging me at a hotel that I was in recently. And she's like, Oh man, she's like, it's that Halloween. It's inviting them all in. And it's so true. And I talked to another friend and she explained that I thought this was really interesting. So, you know, when people like set out like spooky, weird shit on their front lawn and like, you know, things like without a head and like a skeleton, like things to scare people because like that's that's the fun part about Halloween. But what it actually does like this is what i believe in i believe it unconsciously invites um energies in like the veil is really thin and it's going to be thinning all the way into into how like to halloween and it's just easier for these spirits to come out and i'm not saying this like to scare anyone or like i I don't want to put any fear into anybody because we're the humans we're always in power but It's just like now that I'm aware of like what can happen during like October is just like makes me more um, like intentional with what I do and what I set out for Halloween because I love to decorate. Like I got a lot of cool Halloween stuff, but I just um, in intention being intentional not to invite any of that in 
And even like when I lived in the city and we had trick-or-treaters, like it's a lot of energy coming to your house and coming to your door, your front door. And like in feng shui, your front door is very important. Like that's how you invite like all your abundance and like your joy and your happiness. And like keeping your front door clear is like super important. So if it resonates with anyone, um, and you have like trick or treaters coming, you could, there's things you could do just to like protect that energy of your house. Like I'm not saying anybody's coming by with like ill intentions. It's just like the energy of kids moving through and just all these people at your door. So what I did one year is I put uh, salt, like I just sprinkled mm. salt in front of my door because salt yes. is like the oldest purifier that's been around for ages. And uh, I, I've seen, like, I believe that helped or even um, any like black crystal you have, like um, tourmaline or onyx or I think jet. Shungite. Yeah. Oh, shungite's a good one. Just like anything like that, you could put it like even on your front property or like front of your door, like just move with your in- in intuition and just see if like it guides you somewhere uh, to do something or maybe not. And even just an intention, like even just uh, calling Archangel Michael in and just like setting that intention that your door be protected and leave the energy on the outside and just like picture like a rainbow shield or, or whatever you want. I just, uh, I just thought that was like kind of interesting to share with people about the Halloween season. Like if you're, if you're an intuitive and you can connect to spirits. I'm I'm sure you're going to feel like a change in, uh, in the energy. Yeah. You know, calling on Archangel Michael to put protection around the house. That's even good because, you know, kids can be mischievous. No one's going to egg your house with that. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Even just things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Halloween does my pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Halloween does weird things to people. Like I remember being in the bar, like when I was young on Halloween and weirdest shit would happen. Like it just cranks people up to a hundred. That honestly used to be my favorite night. I heard that Halloween is worse than New Year's for like the bars and going out. Yeah. I could see that. People do like, (laughs) it's like they get to be somebody else for an evening and they're just going to turn it on. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. You're putting on a mask and you can be whoever yeah. you want to be that night. Yeah. Or yeah. just embrace who you truly are. Yes, this is my witch costume. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, costume. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good night. Yeah, it is. And you know what? I'm, I I'm never want to be alone on Halloween night. I always make sure like um, I'm with someone. It's funny. You know, like someone's going to listen to this podcast be like, Christy, why the frick are you so scared? <laughs> I am a bit of a chicken shit, but I just, uh, yeah, that's the way I am. No, that's the way you are. It's all, it's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> it's pain in the ass <laughs> sometimes, honestly, but yeah. No, that's really good advice though for everyone to celebrate Halloween. I think there is definitely more of a woman spiritual coming together on Halloween thing that we know we've lost sight of. And I think like you just like to honor that part more. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Should we get in the card pull? Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. So we're going to leave you with a card pull and then we're going to leave you with a really nice 
light and airy meditation to send you off with so you all feel good. Maybe this has triggered some spooky stuff that's happened in your life and we just want to send you on a good note. So interestingly enough, I felt called to pull a crystal card before we for the card poll today, just to kind of see if we have any listeners out there that are into crystals. Um, the one that came up was this Seraphos, Seraphos Green Quartz. So this crystal is um, really helps you if you're trying to be more organized, systematic and practical in your daily life. Its energy stimulates joy, releases negativity, and helps you to feel that you are brimming with good health. So this is a really interesting, I thought, oh, maybe some people are trying to like kind of get their shit together a little bit, you know? I know I always feel better if I feel organized and um, especially good health this time of year as the seasons are changing would always be nice. We're definitely fighting that as well in our house. And for the card pull, okay, so I pulled this before we started recording and like things really started like flying out here. So I'm using a brand new deck. Christy and I got new decks and I love this deck. It is called the Light Sears Deck by Chris Ann. And I normally don't look into the guides. We were just talking about how we like don't usually look into the guidebooks, but I did because I kind of wanted to see about her and what she had to say. And this resonated with me so much, this deck. She wrote in here, my goal was to create a happy deck that would light me up without sacrificing Tarot's incredible ability to illuminate any deeper meanings that hid beneath the, the surface. Um, so it is such a nice light deck and the art is so modern on it. So can't recommend enough. Um, and the message that I got here, <clears throat> this might actually be pretty specific to a certain person, but maybe take what resonates and leave what doesn't. So you are on a new path, trying to find happiness within. Some of you specifically are overcoming body dysmorphia, recovering from an eating disorder, or even being afraid to face yourself by looking in the mirror as you don't like what you see. You could even be a self-worth thing that you are trying to overcome. You're trying to strive for money and make a business and things are rocky right now, but don't give in. Stand your ground and keep pushing. This is where the real test comes in. This is where others stop and fail. And this is where you must keep going. Things are going to start moving full steam ahead. I would even think by the next lunar cycle. So whatever that would be, I guess this is being released October 1st. So maybe even by the end of October, you're going to really start seeing things come in. Those of you who did the money spell with the green candle specifically will start to see things coming in for sure. Use all the resources you have. They are all valuable and connect with everything that you can. So in this one card that I'm using out of this deck, this eight of pentacles, it's actually in the reverse, but she's holding this green candle that is lit. Whoa. And I was like, I know. I was like, oh my God, it's the green candle from our abundance spell. So for those that. of you who did this, I know like the universe has heard you and they're listening and they are answering your prayer. You just cannot give up even though you feel stuck. Keep pushing through because things are going to come in. Keep holding the vibration. I know yeah. that was so interesting. Yes. <laughs> I know. 
I love this deck. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I want to look at it next time I see you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Hopefully that, that was resonates. amazing. Thank you, Amanda. So good. Okay. Now, now it is time for the ending meditation that we are going yeah. to end you off with. So Christy can have a good sleep tonight. Yes, definitely. So <laughs> wherever you are, I just want you to start by sitting up nice and straight or laying down, whichever is more comfortable for you. Feeling grounded from the base of your spine or your feet. I want you to place one hand on your heart and one hand on your abdomen. Taking a nice deep breath in for four counts. Feeling your belly rise. Hold for four counts and breathe out for eight. Hold at the bottom of the out breath, breathing out any stress, fear, or feelings of unease. Again, breathing in for four. Hold for four. And out for eight. With the long exhale, we are signaling to the body that it is safe to relax our shoulders, release our tense bodies in every way that feels natural and comfortable. Now I want you to envision your beautiful, bright aura around your spiritual and physical body. Take note of what color comes to your mind or what color you see in your mind's eye. The aura that surrounds you is strong and healthy. We ask Archangel Michael to come in and fill any cracks or little holes in the aura with his beautiful white light and love. As your aura is getting stronger, our bodies, mind, and spirit are also feeling refreshed and aligned. As Archangel Michael finishes repairing your aura, he places a beautiful rainbow shield all around you, keeping the good jus in and reflecting anything that doesn't withstand our new vibration. Let's set an intention to be the best versions of ourselves today and every day knowing that you are fully protected and that the universe always has your back. When you are ready, take a final deep breath in to let everything really sink in and then slowly open your eyes when you are ready. Namaste, which means I humbly bow to you and the divine in me honors the divine in you. Amen. Namaste. Namaste. Mm, I love that. Oh, thank you. That's so I good. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that just All relaxed right, my shoulders. And yeah. No. Oh, I need you. some relaxation. Just like, yeah, it's good. It's so good. So thank you so much for listening to this Halloween episode. We hope you enjoyed it and found it interesting, if not just like a little eerie. And we wanted to take a moment to thank all the listeners for tuning in, for your messages on Instagram and your reviews. If you love what you're hearing, please hit subscribe so all the new episodes will be available on the day we release them. And if you feel called to leave a review, we so appreciate them. They really help uh -huh. us out in the podcast world. And it helps more people like curious about Reiki to find us as well. So, yeah. yes, we really appreciate it. We love the comments and 
we'll always get back to you if you leave us a message. Sometimes it takes us a couple of days to notice we have one, but we will. So, <laughs> yeah. And I had a message from um, one girl that's going for a Reiki attunement soon. And I was like, let us know all about it. Cause yeah, any Reiki experiences, let us know. Cause we just love chatting all about Reiki. And that is on our Instagram page at living the Reiki life. And we also have our personal pages. So my page is the Birch Soul. And I just did a bunch of uh, card polls on my stories for people. So it was free. Um, we got to post like an emoji and then I sent a card poll back. So it was a lot of fun. I got to connect with people's guides and just hear some guidance. And a lot of the guidance reflected back to me. So it was really fun. I feel like I'm going to do one again soon. And I also offer card readings if anyone wants to hear like guidance or hear from your spirit guides. It's a really fun way like to dive in and connect with them. And of course, I offer distance Reiki sessions. So if you're called to like dive into like a past life or read some or receive some healing or messages from your spirit guides, the angels and I are here to help. So let me know. You can uh, message me on Instagram. Sweet. Yep. And my Instagram handle is Reiki with Manda. And I have booking right on my Instagram as well. If anyone's interested, we have like spots open now. I offer in-person or distant Reiki, depending on where you're at. And I do offer card readings as well. We hope everyone has a happy Halloween. And if you have any crazy stories that happen on Halloween, let us know. But we hope you enjoy the day. You know, the day is really about the way I look at Halloween is it's a day to honor my loved ones and spirits. So if that resonates with you. It's just something special to do. I just like to call them in because the veil is so thin at that time that I feel like I can connect to them. And I want to like set out some pictures and light some candles and just be really intentional about it. But of course, if you have kids and you're going trick or treating, that's not really a option. But of course, that energy is open before Halloween or after Halloween. And yeah, so that that's about it. So we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, absolutely. And two, it is like a really good idea to kind of have an altar just to pay homage to those ancestors that have come before you. And that yes. is real right, Christy. It is like the best day. So yeah. So yeah, let us know how everything goes or any stories you need to tell us. We're all open and we will see you next time. See you later. One, two, three.